Hi, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Home in My House Coat, and I'm your host, Caroline Zatina. And today, we're going to be doing ghost stories with Gal Pal Kel and Gal Pal Al. Hey, Gal Pals. Hello. Hey. This is my first podcast I'm recording in the dark by candlelight, but (laughs) how's that in the mood? (laughs) Boo. The three of us kind of have experiences with the beyond Mm -hmm. and we all believe in ghosts because we've experienced ghosts. Allie and I have been trying to do this podcast for no joke. Allie, a month. It's been a month. It has been a month. Because because we were starting to do it in September and Allie was like, no, wait till October. And then every time Allie and I have recorded this, it cuts off on us. Mm. Um, it's just like weird stuff happens. Like, our, you know, and like weird stuff will happen. We do get cut off sometimes, but like every single time. Very yeah, spooky. Every single time. So just like, you know what? We're doing this. We're just full steam ahead. Um, yeah. I mean, if I have to whip out a Ouija board and ask them, like, why? Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> <laughs> like, please, tell us what you want, but let us record. You oh, know? my gosh. <laughs> um, but Allie and I have been doing a lot of research about Baltimore. So there's a couple really haunted hotels in Baltimore. There's one called the Lord Baltimore Hotel, where guests have seen a little girl roaming around the 19th floor. And um, they've seen her, like, with a red ball. Um, apparently, the ballroom is also haunted there. But, like, they've seen her screaming, crying, rocking back and forth. Oh. And apparently, decades ago, a girl did commit suicide on the 19th floor. So they see her, like, roaming around in, like, a white, bluish w- dress. How spooky. Which, Allie, you've I've had, your mom's right had an experience. Pardon? I have goosebumps right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lord Baltimore Hotel. Okay. Uh, if you go there, rethink the 19th floor. But I'll tell you what, I'm not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm staying out. Um, yeah. But the blue dress, Allie, tell us your story. Yeah. So, Caroline, you and I were talking. It's like always when you see these these visions, they're always in like some type of like see-through blue or white kind of like flowy type attire, right? So, um, you know, growing up, um, my parents' house in Baltimore is very old. It was, you know, built in the early 1900s. And I've never really seen um, any ghosts or really had much experience in my parents' house. But my mom, she and I were talking one day and my mom was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I always see this one ghost and acted like it was no big deal. I was like, um, hello, elaborate. Like when you see this ghost in our house, what's going on? She's like, yep. She's like almost every night she, um, while she's watching TV, uh, the way that like the TV room in our house is kind of configured when you're in that room, you can see uh, like the living room, like mm-hmm. uh, with a good view. And my mom says there's this ghost that like always pops her head out, like behind the hallway that leads into the living room and just kind of looks in. And um, she also like sways, like sways back and forth as if she's dancing. Mm-hmm. And my mom said back in like like 50 years ago, before they bought the house, when they were looking at the house, there was a piano like right there in the living room. So, and there was an older couple that lived there. So my mom always, you know, thought maybe it's, you know, the husband playing the piano and the wife dancing. But my mom said she's a very friendly ghost. Um, she actually like feels like, like relieved when she sees her, which is kind of weird. It's I love like they've that. become friends. Yeah. <laughs> but so she's a nice ghost. And my mom says she kind of comes and goes, but when she like 
is present, she stays for a while. So kind of interesting. Have you ever like felt the presence? You know, my parents' house is just kind of like a, it's so it's like when you know you walk in a house, you're like, yes, this definitely there's something yeah, here. No, right? pulling up the driveway. Yeah, okay, I'm feeling a presence. All there over really me. is a presence. <laughs> For sure. And like, because, you know, it's like old wood floors. There are lots of creeks, cracks. Um, and there's like areas where the house is definitely very cold. Third floor, like, oh, my God, it's just like really, really cold. And I know that's just, you know, maybe a third floor thing. But I must feel like there's different like parts of the room, too. Oh, I definitely yeah. have felt things and heard things. I just haven't seen anything. Um, but apparently yeah. my mom has. So and Lord knows there's yeah. like a lot of history there. So that is awesome. Yeah. Awesome and spooky. spooky. Um, so my scariest ghost story would be when I was in Woodstock staying at this old inn. And there, one morning we were at breakfast and like I asked the innkeeper because there was like a really old creepy sepia tone picture on the wall of the inn. If it's sepia tone, like I can't even handle it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I just... Um, so I was like, this is like, that's kind of freaky. Is there a ghost in here? Tell me what. And the innkeeper says to me, Marty, um, well, you're the one staying in Mary's room. You tell me. Mm-mm. And I said, who is Mary and why am I staying in this room? Okay. Like what? Um, and then that night, all this weird stuff started to happen. I could feel like a pressure on the sheet, like pressing on my back, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, just like pressure on my body like it was so weird just like really uncomfortable presence like where I like really like I broke out into a sweat and I just like buried my head in a pillow because I'm like I don't know what's happening but this is freaky and then the next morning it had to be like four something or 5 a.m um I heard something like shaking in the bathroom and it sounded all I can describe it as is like a, a shoe box that would be filled with like beans, mm. like dried beans or something, like just something shaking. But then like later when I got out of bed, there was nothing in mm-hmm. there. Um, and it was so loud and so vivid. And I told the innkeeper that and they were like, yeah, people feel her all the time. Like she's not going to hurt you. And stuff. like, I don't want to be haunted. Like get, get me out of here. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. Um, so in Baltimore, there's another hotel in Fells Point where Allie used to live. And, um, we go down to Fells Point all the time because it's like one of the fun neighborhoods downtown. And Alley, Fells Point is a presence, is it not? Like there's cobblestone streets. It's really old. It is. And it almost just being on the water too. It kind of has that like marine fog. And mm. yeah. Yeah. Great. There's, they always got the pirate ship out there. Yeah. I gotta go visit this place. <laughs> um, yeah. You thought. Yeah. Come on over. And so there's an old, there's an inn and it's called the Admiral Fell Inn where apparently sailors used to frequent and have ladies of the night and um back when there was a hurricane years ago the hotel was empty but the manager of the hotel could hear like partying and apparently in one of the rooms someone was killed maybe by the mob and so people say in that room that like they just have really disturbing things going on and um yeah, but sailors, I don't know. Do we need to check this out, ladies? I mean, I think you do for sure. That's where I say, you know, you, you know, you're signed up um, for excuse it. Excuse me. I just went on a date with, I went on a very nice date with a civilian last week. Okay. He was lovely. I actually have a, a okay. hotel ghost story also from a hotel with Admiral, Admiral in the name. Ooh. Whoa. Yes. So plot twist. No. So Newport Island is supposedly one of the most haunted cities in America. And 
Um, I have two very real ghost stories from there. My brother has a few too, but we won't get into those. But one was at this hotel called the Admiral Fitzroy. We were, it's like right on downtown and downtown Thames street, which is like runs all the way through Newport. And, um, I was staying there with my parents and my grandmother in two separate rooms on the third floor. And the night that we get there, my dad's watch went missing. And like for the four days that we were in this hotel, hotel, my, my mom thought my dad was playing a joke on her. And my dad thought my mom was playing a joke on him. I had no, no idea what was going on. I just knew that my dad's watch was missing. And there was one night in the hotel room where my mom left her purse. And so she was like, Oh, Kelly, can you run up and go get my, my purse out of the room? And I was like, sure. Yeah, no problem. So I run upstairs. I'm like in high school at the time and I run upstairs and I get there and the chair is in the middle of the room, the desk chair. And Stop. I was like, what? that's very strange. And it was sitting like the hotel room, like had one of those like tilty mirrors and like when where the chair was it was right in front of the mirror but you couldn't see the chair in the mirror so like I didn't Mm -hmm. know like why the angle of the mirror was weird and the chair was right in front of it did you ask your parents if they put well I get back to the car and I'm like mom why the heck did you leave the chair in the middle of the room and she's like what are you talking about and I was like the desk chair it was like in the middle of the hotel room and she's like no it was definitely under the desk when when we left the room and I was like, okay, well, it's back under the desk now. So we go to my brother's hockey game. We come back a few hours later. And the my mom is like, Kelly, I thought you said you put the chair back under the desk. The chair was once again in the middle of the room. No. Yes. Stop. And the mirror was a once again angled upward that you could only see your reflection if you were standing on top of the chair. What? Yes. So then... My grandma and I are in, uh, in, in the room next door. We're trying to go to sleep. And there is like all this ruckus happening above us. And it sounds like kids running <gasps> back and forth and laughing and giggling. And it was like 1145 at night. My grandma's like a little bit older. She like just wants to go to sleep. So I call the hotel lobby or front desk. And I'm like, hey, like just, you know, I don't want to be, you know, one of those people. Um, but there's a lot of ruckus happening above us. Do you mind like calling the, the room and telling them to settle down? Like my grandma's having a hard time going to sleep and very politely and very calmly, the front desk lady said, Miss Linsky, you're on the top floor. Yep. So spooky, spooky. We basically all agreed as a family that we were being haunted and that was actually happening to all of us. And so, um, you know, the last night of our stay my dad just like shouted out into the night and was like we're leaving tomorrow and we have a really early flight so if you have my watch could you please give it back because we're not going to be here anymore and we I just really need my watch back and the next morning my dad woke up and was exactly where he left it four days earlier Wow. Stop it. Stop. You know what? You know what? I was going to try and do this thing in the dark. I got to turn on a light. I'm sorry. I was ready to say it's getting dark here too. And I'm about to go turn on a light. That's creepy. Yeah. Spooky, spooky. Spooky indeed. Oh my gosh. Stop it. You guys, hotels. I, I didn't, and now I'm, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I, I don't know if I trust the next one I stay in. Oh. Uh. Uh, but I think like the more like I do think that you feel a presence like right when you get there right like you know like if you're in a place that's like vibing with the spooks or not the other hotel that we stayed at that I had a a spook 
was called the Jailhouse Inn, and it actually is a jail, and or was was a jail, and um, it's now an inn, like a bed and breakfast kind of thing. And um, the they turned the like 1600s the dungeon into like a suite. And so when we stayed there, I was with my parents again. My brother went to college in Newport, which is why I used to go there. Um, when we were at the Jailhouse Inn, I was like so vivid, and I it was like truly one of the it's to this day one of the most vivid memories I was a freshman in high school and I was we had gone we were there for Thanksgiving so it's November and they we were staying in the suite that was once formerly the dungeon and um I was listening on my Walkman Discman excuse me my Discman to the NSYNC (laughs) Christmas CD and I was reading a walk to remember and the the room had like a little tiny like windowsill seat and so I was like sitting there reading and the I remember the hotel room being very warm and then all of a sudden I got very very cool and like a little bit of like a breeze went by me and I looked out the window and there was an old man wearing like a old school jail suit like walking toward me and I like oh my looked God. over my shoulder to see Stop if my parents it. were like if they woke up from like the cold or whatever. They were still sawn log snoring. And by the time I looked back out the window, he was gone. And then almost immediately the room got warm again. Wow. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That is crazy. Um, you know what's one of the most haunted hotels in America is the one in um Dumb and Dumber. It's the Stanley Wait, Hotel. The is that the, the hotel Stanley that Hotel Shining? was filmed for in you know Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. was filmed there, but this hotel is what inspired Stephen King to oh. write The Shining after staying. Oh. Gotcha. So okay, so back to Baltimore for a second. Allie and I were doing a little more research about Fells Point, where right next to this Admiral fell in on the street. There's a bar that Allie and I have been to many times. They play live music and all this stuff. It's called the Horseshoe Came In on Saloon. Now, what we did not know until recently is that this is apparently where Edgar Allan Poe, the famous poet of the Raven, go Ravens. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't care about football. Um, <laughs> but um, so apparently Edgar Allan Poe had his last drink at the horse you came in on saloon. And then apparently he like died, died leaving. Stupor. There have been stories that um, Edgar, they call the ghost that haunts this Edgar. And, and he, um, one of the things that he likes to do is like open the cash register randomly. So the cash register will like open randomly throughout the day. Um, the, the glass, like there was like a once incident where a glass just completely shattered that was sitting on the shelf for no apparent reason. Um, the chandelier that they have, I guess, hanging in the bar swings when there's no breeze and then will like abruptly stop. There has been sights of like floating orbs, um, like over the people, mm-hmm. like and in the crowd, just, you know, floating orbs around. Um, oh, people, a bar stool has been oh my kicked gosh, out that from is under awesome. people. Yeah. Yeah, that I'd like to I'd like to see though. I don't want to experience (laughs) it. But no, so apparently a bartender was closing up shop and a glass on the bar just broke. It just like shattered. And he told the manager, and the manager was like, That also happened last night. And so here's my question. 
like what ghost is scarier you know somebody haunting your house like floating girl like at your your mom and dad's house alley or like pissed off poet with an attitude i think in your home i don't know feels like a little bit more of an invasion yeah but also yes Yes. yeah because you can't get rid of like i mean obviously like ali in like your mom's case like she's comforted by the spirit like so like that is i think like that's like a different scenario but like so we yeah i agree i think the house ghost is a little scarier than like drunk poet with an attitude but um yeah, no, because I, I, I would have no problem going down to the horse who came in on some No, we should definitely I think do that, that would for be fun. girls' night. For me. We should, and we should. Yes, yeah, so let's do that. Yeah, it's the sleeping. It's the having to, like, be stuck in with this person. You know, we can just run out of the horse you came in on. The ho- <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're, the horse we're leaving. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that'd be kind of cool. And another thing about what they do at the saloon, they leave out a glass of cognac for him, which is nice and kind of fun. Um, also a little wasteful. <laughs> if I work there, I can see myself like closing up shop and like having some sips. And then whoever comes in the next day, like, oh my gosh, you're playing it. jokes on it, golly. <laughs> My God. Yeah, no, I just, I, I, we, I grew up in a house where we weren't allowed <laughs> to waste, okay? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do we? Oh, so I think another thing that's been kind of scary about like with Allie and I trying to record is Allie has had mm. the most recent ghost experience. Um, Allie, would you care to share it? And would you care to share your house yeah. number with us? So I do live in a house. Uh, the number is 666. Uh, the reason being, all right, we are in the most expensive city in the United States. We were looking for a place to live when we came here. And I'm telling you, it was really hard to find a place that we could, number one, afford. And then, honestly, it's, it was so competitive when we moved here two years ago. Like, you needed to be making, like, I don't even know, like $400,000 a year, I swear to God, to, like, even be considered. So <clears throat> we were staying in a hotel when we first moved here. And the Coast Guard kind of puts you up for, you know, a few days and, you do some house hunting and we were getting down to the end of our hotel stay. So, you know, my husband's like, look, we really, really need to find a place. And he sent me a bunch and he's like, I really feel good about this one in particular. So I look at it, cutest house ever, like bright yellow house, like big hydrangeas out front. It's so cheery. Everything's so bright and happy inside. And it says in the description, I'm like, this is perfect, right? Says in the description, address not disclosed. I'm like, what the hell? Why would address not be disclosed? Mm-hmm, like something's mm-hmm. up. So I'm looking through the pictures and above the garage, there it is, 666. And I was like, oh, hell no. I messaged him back because he sent me this when he's at work. I'm like, Brooks, I don't, we don't need that kind of bad luck in our lives. And he's like, it's a really good price. It's a perfect location. We're literally like a block away from the beach and we're like next to all these really cool parks. Um, he's like, let's just go look at it. And I'm, he's like, we're really getting down to the wire here. So we go, we look at it. We love it. Long story short, we moved in and I'm like, well, we'll just see what happens. Right. So, uh, we've been here now for, uh, about like a year and a half in the house. And, um, I would always hear things, um, constantly hear things like creaking and cracking again, super old home. There's this breeze that I feel and hear like, but Brooks would say that it's just coming from this, like above the stove. Like there's like that little shoot there. Like he's like, that's what it is. 
I would, um, our dog, um, would bark randomly at night, but Brooks would always like, he'd always like debunk anything that I'd say. Like he would, he'd be like, Oh, we've got like raccoons in the neighborhood, whatever. So my husband travels a lot and I'm here alone a lot. And one night I'm like out there watching something on Netflix, you know, starting to fall asleep, realizing like, okay, it's time to like go to bed. So I get up, it's like, I think like 2am and I leave my phone on the couch. It is locked. I remember I locked it. I kept it like it's face up. There's no like pillows or blankets or anything around it. I leave my phone. I go to let the dog out. I come back to the couch. And as I'm coming, like walking back towards the couch, the phone's like lit up and I I'm seeing something being typed. And I'm like, what the hell? As I get closer, it's the calculator app. The calculator app is open on the screen of the phone it says six 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 and then at the end it's no at the end it says seven because I like interrupted it and I was like oh hell no so I I screenshotted it because I'm like no one's gonna freaking believe me and I call my husband and I'm like all right so you know how I've been saying weird shit's happening and you've been debunking this I'm like here's a story for you debunk this for me like what's and he was literally just like uh 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 well, that's weird. <laughs> I'm like, it is so yeah. Cool. Was there something touching it? Blah, blah. Nothing was around it. And I like was walking back towards the couch and I noticed like it was lit up and I saw something like moving on it. So that's why when I got closer, I was like, oh my God, what? And like six, 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 really? That is so yeah, weird. weird and spooky. Very spooky. The only, yes. the only like explanation, yes. like just cause like, you know, Caroline and I have been talking about, like, especially this month, we've been kind of investigating, like, hometowns and kind of figuring out, like, the history behind things. Like, I do live in a very spooky neighborhood, apparently. We live right near these, um, this, it's a tourist site now. It's called the Suture Baths. Um, and back, you know, back in the day, like, there, they were these old swimming pools that were built right next to the Pacific Ocean. And um, the land that it was built on um, had had some weird things happen, um, like, back in the day. And the old mayor of San Francisco, his name was Adolf Sutro, and he built these um, these baths. But he also built like a museum on the premise that uh, he wanted to make like a very like cultural, like education, like type. He wanted to like give this like that feel like where he would like bring things from around the world so people could learn about different cultures. But what he did was he imported like all of these relics and these like religious um like different, like, you know, objects, like different religious objects and brought them all into this museum. And they say that the sutra baths are haunted because he imported all of these different clashing cultures and um, different religions, you know, and he put them mm-hmm. all together. To- no, I don't know how I feel about going to 666 and I'm staying away from the sutra yeah. baths. I'll tell you that much. This is why I don't take <laughs> baths. Okay. I also don't have a bathtub, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, no. And so, so, Ali, you know this, and you've seen the pictures, but Kelly, I don't know if you know this. So maybe like three years ago or so, four years ago, I was asleep and like sometimes now, uh, full disclosure, full disclosure, I do, this was in my apartment that you've been to, um, I do fall asleep with like meditations or audiobooks, you know, try to press reset. Um, So, so I do. That is that, you know, but usually what I do is I put my phone on, well, here it's on a nightstand, but, but at my old place, mm. it would be on a desk, 
you know. And so one night I'm, I, I wake up, you know, I, I fell asleep. I don't know whether or not I put on a meditation or anything. I have no idea if I did that night. But what I do know is I woke up and I was talking to my sister and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to send you this picture from last night. And um, while I was asleep between 3 and 5 a.m., hundreds and hundreds of photos and videos were taken. What? In my bedroom of all these Yes, of all these different angles. Um, and then in the video, I play the video and it's pitch black because it's, you know, 3 a.m. Um, and you can hear something. You can hear someone. You Allie, I sent you these so pictures creepy. and video, right? Yeah. 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 Well, there were a ton of videos, but there was one specifically like, you know, when you like flick a, your arm mm-hmm. really fast and you hear like a bone crack. Mm-hmm. I heard like a bone crack and like something I don't know if it was like rolling over because that could have been me, but whatever. But there was like a sound in the room. And um, Allie, you heard that sound. No, like, yeah, yeah, no, crazy, it was, right? Beyond creepy. All these pictures. And I'm just going to put it out there. Like, look, uh, if you're going to be taking a boudoir photo shoot in my bedroom, <laughs> like, you got to ask for permission. Okay. So true. I'm sorry. Okay. I did not approve of this. And um, I mean, is the ghost a guy? Is he hot? Like, I need to know these things. Otherwise, like, keep out okay um but so sandra who's like a sister to me and i love her and she's her and i had lived together since day one in new york and we were like as close as it gets um she at first was like you're crazy there's nothing going on like whatever and one night i wake up and i'm like it sounds like there is a tapping on a window and it sounds like my furniture is moving but i don't see it moving but there is like all these crazy sounds going on right around me. So I run to Sandra's room and I'm like, Sandra, it is happening. There's something in my room. I, I like, I can't. I, she was like, Caroline, the scariest thing is your silhouette over my bed. Get back to your room. Like, you're fine. And as I start to walk out of my room, we both heard in our like li- living room space, we both heard like a clapping. Like, oh my God. So Sandra's like, oh my God, get in my bed, get in my bed, you know? And so I made her switch rooms <laughs> with me for three weeks. <laughs> and um, and then it's, I think her uncle's a priest and he may have come over to bless the place or something because she like totally switched her tune after she heard the clapping because it was very distinct, very loud. You know, it, right. it's just like, is this in my head? Or like, you can't explain these things. It's not the sound right. of an air conditioner. It is clapping. No, you totally you know, like, need that. Like you so, need that like affirmation that it's that it's not you're not going crazy something something similar yeah to like the affirmation yeah. piece happened to me at my parents house my parents house is really old it was originally built in 1903 um during world war ii p- part of the upstairs were actually made into like military quarters for officers and then after <laughs> leave that Ooh. leave it to you to make that the be the highlight of the story All right um, <laughs> Right. And then um, after the war was over, it was restored back to a single family home. And um, my parent, we bought it in 2000. We actually did a full like teardown and then we replicated it because the house wasn't stable uh, with California earthquakes. So um, so we like left this the uh, chimney to like consider it a renovation but when we moved in like everything was brand spanking new but we had done a lot of research on the house we wanted to like keep the historical integrity of the house intact so we replicated it almost identical um on the outside and we had done my dad had done some research on the house before 
we bought it and he got in touch with one of the families who lived there and she had said like you know like oh well like the house is haunted there's a ghost um so like don't be alarmed if you if you experience anything and my mom and like we're all very religious and so we were all kind of like yeah like that's cool like we'll you know we'll have it blessed and like when we move in and it'll be great and we did um and then once we moved in like not nothing alarming and nothing scary but like definitely like a presence like you could feel the energy shift in the room the dogs would like wake up in the middle of the night and all start barking we had a lot of activity with like our smoke detectors and things like that um but the thing that happened was when my sister-in-law first came to california to visit she was sleeping in a room that like we our window bedroom windows were sharing the same wall and so the next you know that night i felt had fallen asleep and I heard this like crackling radio, like, like, uh, like forties music. And I was Stop. like, what? I was like, that's weird. I'm like, Kristen doesn't Stop. listen to music like that. Why is she listening to music like that? And, uh, and, but I like let it go. So then the next morning I'm like downstairs like, drinking coffee and she's like, Kelly, what music were you listening to last night? And I was like, no, 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 no. I wasn't the one listening to music. You were the one listening to music. And she's like, I wasn't listening to music. She's like, I thought it was you. And I was like, no way. And so like, there's no, there's no other source where that sound could have been coming from than like inside the house. Like the next door neighbor, like isn't close enough for how clear the music was. Like it just like, none of it really made sense. And so like, I totally get that like affirmation. Like you heard it. I heard it. It was neither one of us. Like, I'm not crazy and that it wasn't in my head, but it is, it's totally spooky. Right. Stop. <laughs> I am so glad I turned on the light. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I have one more this this in the dark. It's my last, my, oh, my last, is is scariest if you want to hear it. Oh, yeah. My friend okay. and I, we did a walking ghost tour through the city of Vancouver or through the city of Victoria. And it started at like 1030 at night and you go to all these different stops and they tell you about all these different things. There's like a haunted bar. There's like a hotel that was built on some um, tribal land that supposedly has a lot of activity. We weren't staying there. We were staying in an Airbnb. Um, And uh, but they like take you through all these like sites in the in the city. And so there's one room on the trail that like they have you go in and you sit in different parts of the room and they start telling you like, okay, like this, this room has a lot of activity. This property used to be where they would gather to watch people walk to the gallows. So like somehow, like somewhere between like the prison and the gallows and like that, you know, back in like the early times, barbaric humans used to find entertainment by watching people get hanged. So, um, so like you're walking on this trail and you can kind of feel like how heavy it is. Like you're walking through all these alleys and like, this is the same trail that prisoners used to take to go like walk to their deaths. Like how morbid is that? And so we're sitting in this room that is on this trail and, um, everybody's like pretty spread out and Courtney and I are sitting in the back corner of the room and, um, I start to feel this pressure on my chest like Mm -hmm. like the heaviest like feeling in the whole world just on my chest and like pretty high up like almost like around my neck almost and so I like tell her I'm like I I have to leave I have to go outside and so she's like okay me too so we go outside and we're talking and I was like Courtney like I felt something in there like I don't know what just happened but literally 
there was this insane pressure and she goes at your throat and I was like yeah like on my chest not my throat and she goes I felt the exact same thing felt the exact same and so wow. we were like, and that was the first time that I had felt like yeah. physical contact from a spirit. Like I, like I was, it was very alarming. So then like the guide comes out and he's like, did anyone feel anything? Did anyone experience anything? And no one is saying anything. And we were like, oh, well actually like we, we did. And, uh, and he was like, oh, like what, what did you experience? And we both said like, you know, we, we felt this like really intense pressure, like at our chest and on our throats. And it, it kind of felt like someone was like almost grabbing our throats. And he's like, oh, I know exactly where you're sitting. You were sitting in the front left corner of the room. Yep. And so we were like, holy crap. Like that was the most like real thing, but no one else in our group had experienced anything else throughout the whole tour at any of the stops. It was just she and I, and I was just like, but like, I don't know. Why? What the heck? What, what do they want with you? No, but you know what it is? It's because we right. sense Open these to things. it. So Maybe like other people, they didn't have the sense. Us. Right. Ladies, thank you for joining me. Thanks um, for having us. And that is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, Please like, comment, subscribe, and I would be forever grateful. If you didn't like it, DM me. Let's talk about it. Again, thank you so much. Stay tuned for the next episode. In the meantime, if you need me, you can find me at home in my house coat. Thanks. Bye.